Maddie was funny. I told her, I'm like, yeah, I got a ring light to podcast. She's like, oh, I don't like the, I don't think I'd like the person I'd become if I bought a ring light. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Calgary Flames. Once again, we have Mark Parkinson. Mark Park. That's my best Kevin Hayes. Is that good? That was bad. That's not too bad. That's a decent, that's a decent (laughs) Massachusetts accent. Mark Parkinson. That's what Kevin Hayes would call you. I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Kevin Hayes would be like, that kid. He's freaking weird. <laughs> There's my guy. <laughs> yeah, bro, guy, kid, what's up? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we just did this a couple of weeks ago. I guess we're getting the Flames out of the way early this I season. Know. I'm totally bummed. The Flyers need to move to the West so we can, like, do this more often. Mm. Well, well, we'll just make up a game. Like, hey, they're playing. Oh, they're not. Well, let's just talk anyway. I mean... I would prefer that I move to the West so that I could watch 4 p.m. hockey games. If the Flyers moved to the West, I would simply have to pick a new hockey team. Yeah, I know. It's, could not I, stay up. I always complain about those East Coast ones where I have to recap a Saturday night game that starts at 10 because there's mm. nothing like starting a recap at 12.40 a.m. on a Sunday. That's how no, thank people you. get the quality content that they crave. Something like that. <laughs> so... Last time we talked, the Flames were off to a red-hot start, and they whooped the Flyers for nothing yeah. in what was a very annoying game for me personally to watch. Didn't you say 5-3 to three that game? I might just, have. Yeah, just checking. I wasn't sure. Just I always forget. Remember. I'm going to start writing them down, because sometimes people will be like, you said 2-1, to one, Canes. You were right. And I was like, I did? Who could I possibly just... remember? <laughs> you have a fan base. Don't you worry. Ugh. So since then... Calgary has won two games, it looks like. I'm looking yes. at it. Yes, they Six are two, to nothing two and... against the Rangers. Yeah. Four nothing to the Ottawa Senators. Yes. So not as good as before. What's going on? Um, two, two, and three in that stretch since they beat the Flyers. Um, so if you know you get a point in, you know, one, two, three, four, five out of those seven. So Five out of seven seems nice when you get a point, but it's also bad when only you only get two actual wins out of that. Um, I don't know. I think it was one of those things that was bound to happen. Um, the Flames weren't going to go, you know, I don't know, 70 and 12, you know, so it's not that big of a deal. I think just water seeks its own level at some point, I think. And it's just one of those times that we we're goaltending. Markstrom got a little soft. Um Linda Holman didn't score. Manjapani didn't score. So it's just just one of those things. They lost the teams they shouldn't have lost to. Like I didn't the Dallas loss. I was mm, eh, okay with because Dallas always plays them tough. I didn't like the loss to the Predators. Uh, most certainly did not like the back-to-back losses to San Jose and Montreal. Um, mm. San Jose, I think, had it was easier. I think if they listed their roster of players and coaches who didn't have COVID than who did, <laughs> um, and they ended up losing to them four to one to a San Jose team that just came out determined. Same thing with the Canadians. Um, you know, Montreal had three wins and the Flames like, we'll get before, you know, you, you guys, you guys are due for a win. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's a long road trip. It's a seven game trip for the Flames on the road. Um, So it's not particularly easy right now, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, they always play better on the road than they do at home for some reason. I don't know why the Saddle Dome is not a tough place to play. So who knows? But I they keep can forgetting go. that they're still in the Saddle Dome. I want to go see a game out there. I love old buildings. I'm going in January, actually. I'm going for oh, two games. I'm excited. Nice. I'm flying out before they tear it down. So, when are they tearing uh, it down? How long do I, I have? 
It's. I think it's this. They're still working the design thing out. I believe. I. I don't read the Calgary newspapers just because I don't understand Calgary politics and it doesn't really affect my life outside of the Flames. No. So, um, I think it's a couple of years. So they still have. To, it's a in an event center. They're gonna have a whole area. So, oh, I want to okay. go to the Saddle Dome. I want to have cheap bad dome beer and what are called something called a pocket dog. I don't know what that is, but it sounds a pocket dog. Gross if you don't weird. think it's, it sounds <laughs> it sounds disgusting in the way that like I want to consume it. Disgusting. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am going to be googling it the second this podcast is over, so I can just, learn about a pocket dog. Just do it in incognito mode, just in case. I'm going to do it on my cell phone. I'm at work. We're not. We're not doing it. I'm at work here. And we're off to a good start. Who knows what could happen when you Google pocket dog? Right. Exactly. Any number of things. Yes. Yeah. So a um, little, little bit of tough stretch here for the Flames, but you know, um, they played the Maple Leafs really well on Friday. Two-one uh, mm-hmm. loss in overtime with Dan Vladar, their backup goalie, and then Vladar got the start again on Sunday and was masterful against the Senators team that was down 11 players due to COVID and injury. So. So you said that there were a couple of guys that seemed to have cooled off a little bit. Is there anybody who is particularly hot right now? Uh, Oliver Shillington. Um, Shillington has been pretty much the story of the year for the Flames. Um, Shillington was one of those guys that never really got a shot the most games he'd ever played is 43. And then he would just get, you know, scratched or sent down a stock then bounced back and forth. And he's mm-hmm. a fantastic skater. I never really saw him as a defensive liability. And he has played so well since he had a, according to the Flames, a rough game in their opener against Edmonton. He played like two and a half minutes or three and a half minutes, something ridiculous, sat out and then came in and the Flames went on a streak where they were undefeated with Shillington in the lineup. Um, so he's was supposed to be a bottom uh, bottom defensive pairing, but now he's in the top four and he's just been awesome, provided such a spark for them. Uh, Manjupani's got three goals in his last three games. Um, he's got 10 for the season now. He's ninth in the league and or sixth in the league in scoring. So um, he started to heat back up and Kachuk is starting to do Kachuk things again too, which is good. Mm, don't love that heading into this game. <laughs> so the Flyers, I'm assuming, are going to get your starting goaltender since your backup just played. I would think so, yeah. Um, Vladar had two starts this weekend, um, stopped 62 out of 64 shots. Um, I thought he would have got into the Montreal game. Markstrom played against Montreal, gave up three, didn't have exactly his best start. Um, and then I was a little nervous about a backup coming in and facing Austin Matthews and yeah. William Nylander and that crew. And he was phenomenal in that game. Absolutely. He had a shutout going till mid-third period when uh, Oliver Shillington, oddly enough, who scored the only goal in that game, turned the puck over, leading to a Nylander goal and then course Matthews won it in overtime Mm. but um yeah I I would think you're going to get Markstrom tonight without a doubt I mean Sutter played the hot hand two games in a row I don't think he's going to get Markstrom three games off yeah it feels like a lot yeah and Markstrom uh yeah he was in net for the shutout last time he's but I mean you guys only put 20 shots on him and he stopped all 20 that was one of his four shutouts in like a two-week span which is absolutely ridiculous for a goaltender who only had three career the most shutouts he'd ever had in a season was three and he picked up four already this year so you're welcome i feel like that game is when the flyers offense started to dry up the flyers have had some trouble scoring goals Mm -hmm. since they last met with the flames where they scored zero so it's quite possible that your team broke the flyers which (laughs) was rude (laughs) we try you know we, we try to do some things so one yeah. thing, I don't know if you know this, um, Johnny Gaudreau is from South Jersey. See, you know, I had heard something about that, but I wasn't sure. Is, is, it's is very that close to Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like near like Cherry Hill or something. Is it Cherry Hill? Something like that. Oh, Cherry Hill's Bobby Ryan. Cherry, okay. I know they have a big mall there. I have a friend who lives there. They do. Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau is just 
we always just refer to him as South Jersey's own Johnny Gaudreau. How's he look so far or over the Uh, last couple of weeks? uh, He's fantastic. He really is. He, I mean, he's become, I mean, his lately, like the last five games, I'm opening up his stats right now. Um, who we got? We got five points in his last five games. Literally was doing the same thing. But I mean, he had three against the Rangers with a two goal, one assist game. And then he had, uh, an assist against, uh, Toronto. So, I mean, slowed down a little bit and cooled off, but still, I think he's the, he's the straw that stirs the drink in Calgary. Um, He's just become such a good defensive player this year. He actually has a 200-foot game right now, mm-hmm. um, something Gaudreau hasn't had in the past. And it's nice to see him back check, forecheck. Um, he actually threw a hit the other night, threw a body check along the bench, and then he took a penalty the other night. So he's like he's like gooning it up all of a sudden. You know, forecheck, back check, paycheck. Right, exactly. <laughs> Contract, yeah. What? <laughs> so, Sorry, I don't know if you watch Letter Kenny, but that was a Letter Kenny reference. Yeah, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen that. So. Um, yeah, but Goudreau, um, yeah, outstanding, as always. I don't think, we were talking the other day, Michael and I, we do a podcast for us, and I don't think we talk about him enough. No? Like that's how, yeah, I don't, we're so concentrating on, like, Oliver Shillington and Manjipani, his contract, oh my God, what's wrong with Kachuk? Markstrom's so good, Daryl Sutter's amazing, and then we're like, there's also the the wee lad in the corner who just drives the engine. Uh, he's just fantastic. No, so he's your Claude Giroux. Correct. And yeah. And I, I know you're looking forward to free agency, but um the Flames have three players to sign. Uh Goudreau, Manjupani, and Kachuk, and gun to my head, unless they move Sean Monahan and somebody else's contract. I think is gonna be one of the three that comes back. I mean, these guys never leave, so yeah, well I mean and, and you know, right now the Flyers couldn't sign him if they wanted to. Yeah. They would have to dump a whole bunch of salary to pay him what he's gonna get. Yeah, and that's what Calgary struggle with him as yeah. well, because Manjupani's out of his mind. Like, he's playing so well, um, and he's just always moving. He never stops. So a guy like Manjupani's going to make a, a lot of money. I would venture to say, I mean, I'm not a capologist or a GM, but I would think he's going to push five to six. Um, Kachuk's going to want at least ten. Goudreau's at, I think, six and a half now. So he's going to be looking. I mean, Goudreau, if he gets anything less than nine, I would – be shocked so calgary's got some issues because they still got sean monahan on the books who's making six as well and sean monahan is not earning six million dollars by any stretch of the imagination do you ever feel like teams like i don't know vegas and tampa bay like they always seem to just like have cap space for dudes like vegas is just like yeah we'll take eichel's 10 million dollar contract that's fine <laughs> yeah, i know right and i'm like how how are you doing this well, they can Meanwhile, do that. Flyers, I don't think, could sign like a janitor at this point. Yeah, the thing with Vegas is I know Mark Stone is back right now, so his money now is back on the cap, and they really can't. Eichel, I don't think Eichel counts against the cap because he's on IR and he had surgery. Yeah. yeah. So there are ways to finagle it, and or like they could totally cheat and just put him on their playoff roster where there is no cap. Where it doesn't matter. So there's that option for Vegas and then sort yeah. it out in the offseason. Because I was one of those people when Eichel was available. If you can do it, you do what you can do to get Jack Eichel on your team. Yeah, you know, sure. Whether he's his upper body is half robot, half human, I don't really care. <laughs> you, you you do what you can to get him. But yeah, Calgary's got some cap situation issues here because they built that core of Goudreau, Monaghan, Backlund, Lindholm, uh, Kachuk, mm-hmm. and what was Mark Giordano to win then. But we're finding they didn't have a goalie or a coach to go with those people, so they didn't win then. The goalie is always the, goalie the case. Now the the f- <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Over the summer, we were like, if Carter Hart 
can just get back to where he was, the Flyers are going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And Carter Hart is somehow better than he was when he was good. But all of the rest of the Flyers have forgotten how to play hockey. So it's going really well for us. Which is good for you guys, though. You needed that. I mean, you had such that rough year two years ago with goaltending, like where it was like spin the wheel of goalie and whoever it landed yeah. on got thrown in that. I mean, I feel bad for you. You got stuck with Brian Elliott. I mean, that's just that's, he was actually he was a pretty good backup. I feel like when you when you use Brian Elliott as a backup and don't try to, like, make him a one B, take half the starts goaltender, he's fine. Yeah, that's what Calgary did. That's why he wasn't good in Calgary. <laughs> I forgot he was a flame. Yeah, we had issues with him and his red pads. His all red outfit. He had, he'd be on the road and he'd be in red jersey, red pads, red glove. I'm like, that looks atrocious. And actually, I, think, I don't know if I brought this up before. I always talk about it with Michael because we laugh about it. But I did a piece on Brian Elliott and I broke down like how he played in the red pads. And then when he switched to the all white pads and his numbers were out of this world in the white pads. And he was horrendous. I'm like, it's all red pads. They don't work. Never wear them again. Science. It is a lot. That's a lot of red. It is. It'd be like a showing up at a track. Imagine like showing up and like the Flyers game. You Carter Hart shows up in orange trapper blocker pads. It looks ridiculous. Don't but love anyway, that. That's my fashion for the day. <laughs> okay. So apart from the guys that you've mentioned so far, is there anyone else that's playing well that we should keep an eye on? I tell you, I, I railed on him in the preseason. It's actually a pair is uh, Eric and Branson and, um, and uh, Nikita Zadorov. Um, they were probably two of the Flames' worst players in the preseason on defense. They looked absolutely atrocious. It was one of those, like, how are these guys on this team? Why isn't Shillington and the young kid Valamaki in there? And believe it or not, they've actually played really well as a bottom defense pairing. Um, Zadorov had a goal the other night, took a penalty. Um, he took, like, two or three penalties in Ottawa, and he was like laughing as he was like smiling as he's threatening somebody's <laughs> life which i thought was awesome he's zadorf is slowly growing on me he also called out a member of the calgary media in uh oh. in the preseason they asked him a question and he was like uh i'm not gonna do a russian accent because it won't come out right but he asked the the reporter he's like uh, have you ever watched me play hockey like it was like you know, the response was awesome and i was like that guy's my favorite and then he played one game and i'm like i don't like that guy at all he's terrible <laughs> But he's grown on me. Like last night, he came out of the box, came streaking in, scored the Flames' fourth goal of the night. And like, he was like, he was like jawing at somebody on the Senators. Like, and Zadorov is huge. And Zadorov and the Flames actually have a history. Hmm. Uh, it might have been his rookie season. Dylan Dubé was up, and he absolutely annihilated Dylan Dubé. It was borderline boarding in the corner when he was with the Avalanche. And Lucic dropped the gloves with him and just beat the snot out of him. Like, And now Zadorov <laughs> is a member of the Flames, and he's, he's growing on me. Like I tweeted, I was like, you need to stop being good because I want to buy your jersey now. <laughs> so he's one of those guys, like, like he was jawing with somebody last night, and he was laughing at him, and it had that look. And then afterwards, like, the guy said something to him, and he just kind of, like, shrugged his shoulders, and it was like, Rocky's like, if he dies, he dies. You know, like, one of those moves. Like, <laughs> So, uh, those two guys, you know, they're not, like, plays you really want to watch, but Zadorov's been throwing the body around. Um, you know, he's been playing some pretty good defense. He's been scoring some goals. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're a couple you might want to keep an eye out for. Um, otherwise, um, let's see. Uh, Michael Backlund's been playing well, um, you know. Cool. I'd like to see Blake Coleman step it up a little bit. So you might want to keep an eye on him tonight. Coleman's been spending a lot of time on the penalty kill. Um, so his numbers come down a little bit. Um, he's not scoring a lot, but he just he does the small things on the ice that are good for the Flames. But for what he's making, I would like to see more offensive production. But keep an eye on Zadorov, the big Russian. I all of a sudden the big like Russian. Him. Yes. Okay. I don't think I need anything else from you besides <laughs> guessing, <that>. what, <laughs> guessing what the final score is going to be. 
yeah, you know, I was I was cocky Flames fan last time. So uh, this time, I mean, I, it did work. I want to look at something real quick. Uh, how you guys doing? Goals for where are you guys in the league? Are you guys way towards the bottom? Goals for probably. Yeah, goals for. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Right, you're 26. You got 36 goals. Uh, Calgary is sixth with 48. Um, prediction wise, I'm gonna go three to one Flames tonight. I don't think it's gonna be a, a blowout, but I'm kind of hoping it's one of those new Calgary Flames Daryl Sutter games where they score three in the first period and then just <laughs> stand at the blue line and hit you as you try to come across. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. That sounds like a party. Yeah. How about you? I'm, what are you thinking tonight? I'm going. Um, I'm gonna get get wacky and say. Three nothing flames. Carter Hart's just gonna play another out of his mind game. All right. It's All a right. stretch. That's okay. But I'm gonna go with it. Listen, you got a fifty fifty chance, right? That's, exactly. <laughs> you can't really go wrong. So I did remember one more thing. So before this game, this is of no consequence to you, but before this game, Rick Tockett and Paul Holmgren are going to be inducted into the Flyers Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And ahead of that, there's a big alumni game with all of these old Flyers coming back to play a game against each other for funsies. Yep. Do you have an old ass flyer that you like from oh like your youth or something? Yes, because I grew up with him. I grew up with him. Well, yeah, I guess not grew up with him, but he's like the first hockey player I ever identified with. And he was a member of the Bruins at that point. And it, that's where my love of goalie started. And that's Pete Peters. Pete Peters. Yeah. Pete Peters. That's a, like a, like a re that's like a real deep cut. Well, I'm really old, so <laughs> I'm 45. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so Pete Peters, like, you know, um, yeah, I remember being a kid. I just my dad, my mom was a nurse, so she worked weekends. My dad would be home. We would watch hockey. And Pete Peters at that time was the Bruins goalie. And I wasn't a Bruins fan, but I was like, Pete Peters. And I used to get in the kitchen and like I had my little hockey stick and I'd be like, Pete Peters. So, yeah, great Pete name. Peters would be my my um, probably my favorite flyer, even though I didn't know him as a flyer. I'll go with mm-hmm. connection. No, Sean Burke is another one of my favorite goalies. And you guys had Sean Burke for a little while, too. So we did. Neither one a, of those guys is playing in this game, but that's OK. That's all right. Because uh, Burke's out in Arizona working with the Coyotes, who yeah. somehow still have a hockey franchise, which is interesting. Um, I'm it, it's got to be hard for them to get goalies because somehow one of them playing in this game is Mike McKenna. <laughs> was a, OK. It was a fire for like 45 seconds. Yeah. Carter Hart's playing in the game. You know, just yeah. Just I think that. it's probably, I mean, I guess once you get to be a certain age, it's probably like, yeah, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to play in goal anymore. I don't do my stretches. I can't do to, it. <laughs> I'm trying to like go down the list of like who else would like, who could be in there to play. Do you guys have Van Beesbrook for a while? You did, didn't we you? We did. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Is Hextall allowed to play because he murders people on ice? Is he not allowed anymore? Was he? He's he, a Penguins now, so he's dead to he's, us. He just can't do it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, dead to I was us. Just wondering because I can't imagine he would like. I can't imagine he can dial it from like a 15 to a four for an alumni game. But, he probably would just be slashing people. Yeah. It's Mike McKenna, I believe Neil Little, who was uh, an AHL goaltender for like ever. Um, and I think he played a few games for the Flyers, but not many. What does that say that those are your two alumni goalies? That's hold up. I think there's one that counts as an NHLer. Oh, Robert <laughs> Ash. Okay, all right. But Ooh, like him. Like, all right. But all yeah, right, that's well, what I'm, like they they get good guys. Like we've got Eric Lindros, John Eclair, like a bunch of guys from the '70s. So they they get good players, but yeah. it, never good goaltenders. So it must just be hard to get old guys to want to do goaltending again. How much fun was that for those Flyers teams to watch the Lindros, LeClaire ones? Oh, God. Oh, God. They were so much fun to watch. That's how I got so into good. it. 
they were amazing me right in i had a friend in high school who was a big flyers fan so like i kind of half paid attention to them and i was like god they're fun to watch eric lindros is on the hook for all of my suffering <laughs> for the last 25 years he did this to me thanks a lot eric by the off topic, I always wonder with Eric Lindros, like, you ever think he looks and he goes, see, I told you, that's why I wasn't going to Quebec. They were gone like two years after <laughs> I was drafted. Like, I knew it was going to happen. So don't be mad at me anymore. Like, I always wonder if he, like, looks at the game now and he's like, if only they had just not let people hit me in the head over and over again, I may have been something. I know. You look at him, too. He was such he was such a force because he was a big guy. You could skate. He could shoot. He could hit. But you got to think like half of his career, he was a target just because he was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm special. I want to go somewhere else. You know, it's hard to describe to youths just how good he was, because there's not really a lot. There's not really a lot of players anymore that are like that big and that fast and that good with their hands like he really was like everything that you could want in a hockey player. And he just played at a time where, A, you were allowed to clutch and grab all the time forever, no yep. stopping that. And, B, you could throw hits to the head all the time, and people were like, well, put your head up. And it's like, yeah. no, that's not how it works. Maybe we shouldn't let people hit the head, but whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, you come to the bench when you're told, you know, rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. Get back on right, the ice. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, I, I feel bad. Lindros's career should have been so much better than it was and yeah. he still had a good he still had a good career you know he did. and god now, now you're making me like think of old hockey play guys like owen nolan like guys from that era that were supposed to be so good you know like paul korea's oh you know and then paul korea he had his cut short by the hits to the head yeah. too yeah you yeah. know it's like the that whole era totally just hockey dead era yeah, thanks was, to lou lamorello and the new jersey devils which is why i hate him with my life no that old devil's also. trap Gotta love that devil's trap. Thanks yeah. for ruining everything, Lou. The devils Thanks. to hockey. Well, the devils to hockey were what the the Knicks and Pistons were to basketball in the '90s as well. Mm. I'm gonna pretend that I get guy. that reference. Like uh, that. It's about when I stopped watching <laughs> basketball too. I don't know. Yeah. And in basketball, <laughs> the ball's orange. They wear long shorts. I don't. That's about at the end of basketball. I don't do basketball. They do. They do do that. Those things are true. Wow, we covered a wider range of topics, didn't we? We really did. It got a little off topic there at the end, but I'm into it. That's okay. Yeah. I like that you asked me about old flyers because I immediately started thinking about Pete Peters when you said goalie. So, wow, what a great name. Yeah. And Imagine. Spelled, and not like Peters, like P E T E R, but P E E, the double E T E R S. Even still, his parents named him Peter. Right. Like Peter God Peters. bless. Peter Peters. <laughs> I know his initials. His nickname is Pete. That's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not good at all. It probably wasn't fun in grade school. No, that's why he's a goalie. Not at all. Yeah, no. Exactly. All right, now I got to go get a Pete Peters jersey. Now I'm on a mission. There you go. Mark, thank you again for doing this. This was hey, fun. Hey, thanks for having me. No, this is awesome. I love it. This is a good time. I appreciate yeah. it. If you're a Flyers fan and you're going down to this Calgary Flames game, be sure to get there early because the on-ice ceremony for the Hall of Fame stuff starts at 6.30. So pop on down there. Get started early. It'll be a lot of fun. Mark, I hope you enjoy the game. I will. It should be a good time. And we got our own little Hall of Fame thing tonight, too. So I'm pretty excited. Oh, fun. I hope I enjoy the game, too. And I hope yeah. everyone listening enjoys the game. Absolutely. Go Flyers. Go Flames. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, stop. Stop recording. Stop. Stop working. Now it's just going to not stop recording. Yeah. Sometimes the outtakes are better than the podcast at times. <laughs> That's why I like doing a cold open. It allows me to use some of it. What is happening? It's literally not stopping.
All right, you don't have to stay here and watch me try to figure out why this is. No, I do actually. This is interesting. I'm not. I have nowhere. I had to go grocery shopping. I had to. Mm-hmm. I had to go do domesticated things that I don't want to do. So. Stop recording. <laughs> Stop recording. Now I'm nervous that if I just like end, like if I just hang up, that it's like the recording's not going to be there, and then I'm going to lose my fucking mind. That's okay. If it does, we can come back and do it again and talk about more weirdo random things. Yeah. We're going to have to try to literally word for word recreate this exact podcast. That's fine with me. We'll be like All flames. Right. All right. We're going to hang up and just see what happens. Cross your fingers. All right. Sounds good. Let me know. Bye. Bye.